0: to be honest with you I have sort of uh, this week I've had kind of two sermons kind of going back and forth in my head so um, we're going to try this one and see how it goes. I was uh, I was last Sunday as a matter of fact last Sunday my family was away they had been the weekend with their grandparents in Albany and so they weren't coming home until Sunday afternoon so after church I went home and and I watched a movie which is not something I get to do very often. I watched Greece. Do you remember you know, Greece the Musical with, with John Travolta and Olivia Newton John? Olivia Newton John. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, still a fantastic looking woman, by the way. Um, but you know, as I was watching this movie and, and listening to it, uh, and I hadn't seen it in quite a while, it came out when I was like in junior high. Um, it's a disturbingly sexist film. I, I have to be honest with you. It's. It, it, says things that um, kind of make you cringe a little bit, you know, in this basic storylines, especially the one song, Grease Lightning. And um, I don't know if you know the lyrics of this, and it's not appropriate for me to recount the lyrics here in a church. Uh, and if you don't believe me, feel free to Google it. Um, it's a very, it's a disturbing song and not one that I would like want to expose my children to, which kind of breaks my heart a little bit because, you know, I I really liked that movie and it's, it's, it felt like a fun movie. And this is not the first time that I have sort of encountered this, right? I remember uh, one of my very favorite movies is uh, Animal House. Remember Animal House, about the fraternity? It's filmed in Oregon, by the way. You know, and there's this whole scene and it's set up to be really funny. That's the whole point, that's right? the premise. And it's about a young man trying to decide whether he should rape a girl or not. That's, that's the joke. You know, the angel sits on one shoulder and the devil on the other, and it's supposed to be really funny, but it's, it's a joke about deciding whether to rape an unconscious woman or not. And given all of the news that we've been hearing lately of sort of Her, Her, it Harvey Harvey Weinstein and, and you know, all the, Roy Moore, Al Franken, the whole, you know, uh, Kevin Spacey, I really liked Kevin Spacey. Um... But these things that we've been learning about people in this moment where, where women have um, thankfully found the courage to kind of stand up and talk about the way they've experienced the world, the whole sort of Me Too thing in, in popular culture and this whole uh, idea that, that so, so many people who have taken advantage of power dispersion in society to, to take advantage of others, especially older powerful men taking advantage of of younger women who really just want an opportunity to to shine and to, and to do the work that they feel they've been called to do and yet they've been ah, subjected to this sort of gatekeeping of harassment and abuse as, a, as a, the ticket into just practicing a profession. And it's It's profoundly disturbing because I have to be honest with you, I, you know, I'm 50 years old and I I grew up in this culture where making jokes about whether we should rape unconscious women or not was funny. And so I can't help but think that I have been impacted by this this cultural idea of how we treat women. And I have to be honest, when I've, I've done some self-reflection on this over the couple last few weeks, and, and I'm no Harvey Weinstein by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm pretty sure I've done some things and said some things that, um, you know, they're not good. And most of those things are thankfully in the past, but I don't think that necessarily gives me an out. Right, I'm reminded of those pictures, this is totally different, but those pictures of, of lynchings like from the 20s and 30s, where the families are gathered around having picnics while they hang a man in a tree. And I think, you no, know, that's like my grandparents' age. So people of the same age as people I knew and loved thought it was a fun Sunday picnic to go and watch them hang somebody. It was perfectly acceptable. But then I got to a point when it just wasn't. And I think, I hope, I pray that in this uh, um, way that we have treated women, we are at a point where it was acceptable and now it's not. I mean, it never really was. But for some reason, we convinced ourselves that, that that's just how it was. That's how it is. That's what we tell ourselves. But it's not how it is. It's how we choose it to be. It's how we choose it to be. Right? That, that, that men should abuse women is not some sort of inviolable natural law. It's a choice of human culture. And it's a choice that we can make differently. And I know lots of people, they argue that, well, you know, it really is. I just is. Men are sort of aggressive sexually and that's how it sort of works itself out. But as Christians, the most fundamental thing at the heart of Christianity is the idea that we can change, we can make choices, we can give in to our basest urges, or we can set our sights a little bit higher. And I think it's incumbent upon all of us as Progenitors and enablers of culture to think long and hard about the choices we make every day. I, I, I like to think um, I, would, I follow what I, I what someone once told me was the grandma rule. Right? If you're going to do something, and if you can't go and tell your grandmother without embarrassment or shame, don't do it. Right? If if you can't do something in the light, as Paul tells us, then it's probably something that shouldn't be done. right? And that as Christian people, we are called to be people who not only bring light into the darkness, but, but seek to live in the light ourselves, to do everything in our life unashamedly, without secretiveness, without hiding things. And, and as Christians, you know, we are as prone it's a failure as anybody else, right? Becoming baptized is not some kind of like a stamp that makes you always think and do the right thing. But it should be an impetus for you to try to think and do the right things. And that if we are to truly align ourselves with Christ, and, we, and I know I have fallen short, and I'm sure all of you have too, that we should always seek to live in the light, but when we fail to do so, that the gift that God offers us is the gift of confession and repentance. And, and the thing about confession, it's not about telling people or, or telling God the, the list of things, that you, the rules that you've broken, right? Confession is an opportunity to be frank and honest about who we truly are before God to lay out our most vulnerable selves. Those things that we can't tell your grandmother, those are the things we have to lay before God. And we lay them before God so that we can be honest about who we are and about the choices we've made so that, that hopefully the light of God's love will shine into our lives and help us to make better and newer decisions. That the forgiveness that God offers is, is always been coupled with repentance. It's not enough to go, yep, I did that terrible thing. I admit it. You have to change. You have to turn. Repentance means to turn and walk in a different direction. And that's that's what the Christian message is really about. It's about laying our honest selves before God so that God can enable us to turn and walk in a new direction so that in the same way that we could sit and look at our grandparents and go, how could they possibly have done those things when we think about racism or, or a lynching, which is probably not something that happened a whole lot in upstate New York, but in the same way, I, I hope that our grandkids or great grandkids don't turn around and look at us and go, how could they think it was funny to decide whether to rape a girl or not? How could they think it was okay to say that if you want to practice your profession, you have to give in to my sexual desires, right? But that's not the world we wanna live in. Because at the heart of of that Christian idea of, of offering forgiveness and repentance is the central idea that each of us, every individual on the earth is worthy of the dignity bestowed upon a child of God. We are all of us made in God's image. And because of that, we are imbued with the dignity of creation. And we need to, like Jesus did, encounter each person as an individual and recognize that dignity that they hold and respect it and demand it of others. That's our mission to go into the world to shine the light, to hold up the ideal that all of us are possessed of in dignity and integrity and that the world needs to recognize it and act as though it is true because it is true. We are each of us bound up with the creation of God in God's image. We are worthy of dignity and respect. We should demand it for ourselves and we should demand it for others. Amen.